0: The summer 22 season's underway, the seventh season in Rhode Island, and we know one thing's for sure, the champs are back, fully loaded with a big week one win. We're going to break down all the week one action here on the post game show. I'm joined by Caesar and Tim. We'll get to them in a second, but guys, we'll start with the defending champs. They kicked off the night on court one, and Lob City takes down the Rhode Island Warriors. Uh, the score was a lot, well want you know a lot to a little Uh, but before we get to that exactly I know Caesar was on court one I know it's your first time seeing the champs so let's start there what exactly did you think of Lob City how they played and can anyone beat them
1: yeah well to begin I remember before the game even started there was a lot of buzz around the court and just they were getting hyped up a lot and I really wasn't sure why Uh, I knew that just one but I wasn't really sure like you know, what they could actually do. And then very early on in the game, it was very, very evident of what they could do Their Their name is Lob City for a reason. Everyone on that team can just fly around and they had a ton of assists throughout the whole game. Uh, They actually had the most assists in the night throughout any team. I believe it was 33 assists and it was like the most, it wasn't even close. Second, assist wasn't even close to that so I was very impressed with the team
0: yeah and so 33 assists you're exactly right and so the final score for that one 134 to 82 the Rhode Island Warriors are a team that's back as well uh, but Caesar, let's let's focus in on the champs real quick what player stood out and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit but I know Jose Mercado led the way Colin Burns throwing down dunks Cody Crawford hitting threes but what player you know do you think was the key for you? Uh,
1: For me, I would say it was probably Cody Crawford. He had 24 points, which wasn't the most on the team, but what really stood out is his playmaking abilities too. He also had 12 assists and he had a double-double on the night and he was shooting efficiently too. He shot uh, almost 60% from the field, which is very good. So I thought he did a great job in really kind of carrying the team over. Sorry,
0: I'm muted. You know, for sure. uh, Definitely. Cody's been around since the first season. And, uh, you know, yeah, he always comes back and doesn't play, you know, for a year, comes back and is just in threes. And it's like, all right, well, nothing's changed. Here we go. So, you know, business as usual for Cody. Uh, Let's go to the Duye's boys who are also a champion in the league from two seasons ago down on court three. They took down the Lincoln 18ers, 70 to 57. But I know it was close, and, you know, I'm trying to do some math on the spot, but definitely a single-digit game going into the fourth quarter and uh, heading in. I know I didn't expect that. We'll get to Tim, and, you know, Kutu led the way. But what stood out about the Duhays boys and how they were able to, you know, get still get the win, even though they kind of struggled from the field shooting?
2: Uh, yeah, for sure. So the first half for the Duhays boys, it was really sluggish. They came out really slow, really They looked really rusty. Um, It was 29-29 in the first half, really low scoring uh, matchup, kind of continued into the third quarter. But I think the difference maker honestly was John Coteau. He was just out hustling everyone, getting in transition, finding his teammates. He had 25, eight and seven, basically filling up the stat sheet for his team. Uh, For Lincoln, uh, I just feel like they didn't really get back on defense at all and uh yeah. Um Brandon Reddington led the way, but it was pretty balanced scoring effort for them. They didn't really have one player that really led the way, like Kutu did for Duhay's.
0: Yeah, and the Duhays boys have been there, done that. They're gonna get out and run. And so if you don't get back, it's gonna be I'm surprised they didn't shoot better, hearing that the other team didn't get back on defense, right? Um, but you know, still able to get the win, and that's what it's about. Um, and so we can, well, I'm sure we're going to touch on them in a second at the end, because we have some questions like big picture for the season. And they're always in that mix. Uh, let's go to the closest margin from week one, which actually was the last game of the night. So you guys both were able to watch that, uh, the halfway crooks take down sin city, two teams again that are coming back, but sin city, a lot of new faces. So five point win for the halfway crooks. They were kind of full of players that have played in this league before sin city, even though it's a returning team guys who have never played before and they were able to shoot 50% from the field. So, you know, their three point shot wasn't there, but we can go to Caesar uh, first on that one. Like let's focus on the halfway crooks and, you know, kind of how they were able to hold off sin city in
1: week one. Yeah. So the halfway crooks actually, when they started the game, they, they weren't blowing out uh, sin city, but they were definitely handling them well. And as the game went on, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure what happened with the halfway crooks, but since city eventually came back and they might've even had the lead for a little bit, but if they did, it wasn't a huge lead. But after I'd say after the second half, so like in the third quarter on, it was a really close game, but there was one player Spence number 22 Spence Freeman on halfway crooks. He was just, he was running around all game. Like, like when he was out there, he was really putting his all into the game. And I think that that was a difference. He was a difference for the halfway crooks in that game.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, Jared Hansen started hot, the shooting for the crooks started hot and then Sin City came back. And so Tim kind of what allowed uh, Sin City to get back into it? It was definitely a double digit game. And then, yeah, you're right. Sin City had the lead, um, you know, in that third quarter after a huge run after halftime. So, you know, um, Tim, you know, what did Sin City do to, you know, get back into it?
2: Well, I got one name for you, Joey, uh, Devin Pina. He was looking like Giannis out there. He was putting his head down, going to the basket, getting guys in foul trouble. I think 91, Jeff Winchell did a great job on him, though. It was a very physical battle down there. Um, he did end up fouling out, but 32-11 and 11 definitely got them back into the game and was a big difference in that 26-12 to 12 third quarter.
0: Yeah, and so we got Cade joining us. This is the awesome part of uh, Zoom. So Cade's here. Uh, we're gonna get it to him in a second, but uh, we'll continue on. So yeah, I mean, Sin City, you know, a narrow loss, and so we'll see if they can kind of bounce back next week. But we'll go to two more uh, teams that you know are back for another season: the Ozone Boys and the Werewolves. And so um, you know, down on core three, so it might be back to Tim, but we can even let Cade chime in in a second. Werewolves hold on and get the win, and. You know, I, I don't think Ozone has ever beaten the werewolves from what I've heard from players, you know, chirping as the game was running down. So we'll, we'll take their word for it. But the werewolves get the win 68-53. I'm sure, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let Tim go on this one, but I, I, we always talk about Brian Heston. Um, and so let me just say Joe Palazzo, a new player. I saw him hitting a couple shots, which is hard, you know, when it's your first time in the league. So credit to him. But Tim, what would you like about the werewolves in week one? Oh my! Sorry, I'm I'm done. The wrong person, Cade. We're doing Cade. Sorry, wrong court. Go ahead, Cade. Werewolves, all you bud.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Um, so werewolves against Ozone Boys last night. Um, so I was doing the stats for that. So I was really really honed in the whole game. But um, I I don't know. I'm gonna pull up the names right now. But um, I just know number ten. Yeah,
0: yeah, we can we can jump to Caesar quick while you pull that up. Go ahead. If you're ready. Caesar. I have it right here.
3: I got it. I got it right here. OK. Uh, Brian Henson. I don't know. If, I'm sorry. I joined. Late. I don't know if we already talked about him, but he really okay. kind of changed the whole game for that team. Um, he was kind of the face of that team for uh, last night's game. I think he had 24 points. Um, he could just like make any light. Uh, he could just make any play happen. He was kind of just uh, the forefront of the offense last night and didn't really seem like anybody on those own boys was uh, able to stop him. Um, Yeah. I don't know how long you want me to keep going, but um, I know, I know that some players were struggling last night from the field. Uh, I know their point guard wasn't like shooting well, but uh, Brian was able to get those rebounds, put those uh, offensive boards back up. Um, Yeah. I know uh, their, their passing wasn't great. I know that, they struggled a little bit here and there, but uh, when uh, Brian was able to make those plays happen, that's when they got their points. And uh, I think he just needs to keep doing that every night, and they can keep wins or keep winning.
0: And so we'll get to uh, Caesar in a second because I do want to touch on the Ozone Boys. I mean, one of those teams that you know has played together. Both teams have played together, but in week one, it's always that you know getting back in the swing of things. But Caesar for the Ozone Boys. I mean, I know they didn't win. But, uh, you know, what'd you like from them? And they have the twins who usually are throwing lobs to each other. Well, I don't even know if they're brothers. Sorry, they may not be twins, but they're definitely related. Uh, Luke uh, Hogan uh, and Pat Hogan. And so, uh, yeah, Caesar, what'd you like uh, from the Ozone boys?
1: Yeah, so what I really like from them is that they weren't very, they weren't dependent on one person. Uh, Andrew, number 12, led their team with 14 points, but he didn't have like like a 20, 30-point game and everyone else had like a, in game in like the teens it was 14 13 11 8 and 6 were like the main points so I think that's really good that they were able to spread the ball and that they had scores all on the court it wasn't just one person really having the dominate to carry the team granted they didn't win but they weren't getting blown out so I think that's a that's a bright spot with that team
0: yeah, for sure. And now we'll go to Tim for the other game on court three. Sorry, I put him on the spot for the uh, for the wrong game. But only the fam gets the win. Jaron Thomas and Jake Perry leading the way. But uh, we'll start with we'll just go right to Tim. Only the fam. Would you guys, you know, would you see in that one that you liked?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you just mentioned Jaron Thomas. I think the, the dynamic duo with him and Jake Perry, two big guys able to rebound, able to shoot, able to get out and run, go to the basket. Thomas, I swear, every time I looked up, he was getting a transition bucket. So, I mean, yeah, nobody could really keep up with him on bogey kicks. Uh, Jake Perry was playing incredibly confident out there, talking to the opposing team's coach. He was shooting threes from Curry range. Uh, Yeah, it was only the fam. Uh, Mike Batharlamu also had three made threes. They had a really uh, good depth on their team, and they played really well together. I think they're a sleeper to watch out for this year.
0: There you go. We got a sleeper. So we'll get to that in a second. We're going to do some big picture stuff. We'll just go right down the line. Uh, Let's not forget to mention David DePina, 25 points in his debut for bogey kicks, which, you know, there you go. 25 points in a 10 point game. 75, 65 is only the fam gets the win. All right. So five games broken down. We'll start with uh, we're going to put Kate on the spot. So all you're doing is giving a team. We're going to try to make it speed round. Um, <clears throat> what team do you think, and even if you haven't seen all the teams, is your favorite right now to win it all?
3: I, I think it's easily got to be Lob City. Uh, I know they've been the champion last, uh, I think it was last summer. And, um, yeah, just watching them, their chemistry, it's just their bench gets excited every play. They're, they're all into the game. When they, when they come in to sub, you just see that burst of energy every time and those lobs, you know, you just can't stop them.
0: Yeah, so they're called Lob City for a reason, right? Tim, is it the same team? I hope not.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go with a different team just because I didn't see Lob City play, so the most impressive team to me was only the fam. Um, I just think in this league, it's obvious you need size, especially with the rims being lower. Size is a huge advantage in this league, and Jake Perry and Jerron Thomas definitely have that for that team. And if they have the shooters to surround them, I think they can make a run.
0: All right, Caesar. even if it's your, we can do, yeah, yeah, your favorite team or surprise team. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Well, I think right now the team that I have to win it would probably be Lob City just because, like Tim said, size is huge in this. And they have like three or four people that were like well over six feet. And they're just flying around and, you know, they looked really good. It was only week one, but they looked really good.
0: All right. And then let's do a player that you saw. And so I'll give you guys a second to get a player ready so you get their name up there. Um, We can go to Tim first, but I'll stall a little bit. So a player that you liked, that you like watching, even if they're not, you know, the best player you saw uh, in week one. And again, it is only one game. But your favorite player to watch so far, Tim.
2: <laughs> um, I'm going to go with John Coutu, Um, on Do His Boys. He, he basically does everything for this team. He's, he's the point guard. He's team leader. Um, he's filling up the stat sheet. He can impact the game in so many ways. And he created so many open shots for his teammates. And that's a lot of times a lot more important than scoring.
0: For sure. And Cade, go ahead.
2: Favorite player you saw last night?
3: I think I got to stick with my uh, Lob City boys and go with Jose Mercado. Um, I was thinking even I was thinking about joining this league until I saw him play because he is scary watching him just run down the court. No one can stop his fast break dunks. Uh, if you even attempt to jump at any of his dunks, you will be dunked on like, like uh, the highlights we got last night.
1: All right, Caesar. Uh, I actually like number 69 on the Rhode Island Warriors, Gian. Um, I'm not even going to try with his last name, but he had 41 points for the Warriors. He really put them on their back, and he was doing all that he could to keep them in the game, but it just wasn't enough. But I really liked his game.
0: Awesome. And then we'll uh, start to wrap up the show. But you guys missed a really big opportunity to suck up and say anything halfway crooks or me. You guys all watched me play, damn it. So you guys missed an opportunity, you'll learn. You'll get it next week. Um, no, but good job breaking down the games. That's week one, uh, eight regular season games, and all the teams make the playoffs. So that'd be something to keep an eye on. Caesar, Tim, Cade joining late. Glad he joined in. Awesome. Thanks, guys. That's the week one post game show. Keep an eye for stats, highlights, top plays,
1: everything on the site and on our social media pages. Thanks, and see you next week.